If you're going to the gym with a friend, responsibility and accountability makes you more likely to get to your destination. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever, and welcome back to another episode of Role Model. You've come to the right place if you want to become a better, healthier, and more successful person. On today's episode, the one and only Jay Shetty steps by. I'm a massive, massive fan of his podcast, which is called On Purpose. I can also recommend his new book, relatively new book, Think Like a Monk. And today he's talking about breaking bad habits. I learned so much from Jay, especially when it comes to the monkey mind and the monk mind, which he is talking about today. He's also talking about the guards of your mind. And that reminded me of one of the most beautiful and most powerful quotes that I've ever read. Jim Rohn always talked about stay guard at the door of your mind. Not every thought, you don't have to believe every thought you think. So imagine you would have a guard there and your guard decides, hmm, this is a thought I want to believe. This is a thought that's negative. I don't want to believe that. You have to be really, really careful which thoughts you believe because you think a lot. You have thousands and thousands of thoughts every single day. And if you believe every single one of them, especially the negative ones, you will be stressed out. So really make sure to stay guard at the door of your mind at every single time. When you catch yourself thinking a negative thought, that's a victory. You should scream and be happy about the fact that you are not longer a victim of your thoughts. You are the guard now. You are the creator of your reality. That's one of the most important things. Nothing, nothing is wrong with having negative thoughts. Just don't make the mistake to believe them. Catch them, look at them, laugh at them, switch the thought, and you will, trust me, this, just this simple, simple, simple exercise will change your life. Become the guard of your mind. Here is Jay Shetty. Now I know you've experienced this. You wake up in the morning, ready to start the day early, but your mind makes you press that snooze button. You decide you're gonna be really, really healthy, but your mind makes you break that promise and then makes you feel guilty for it afterwards. Or the best yet, your mind has focused on preparing for this interview, but reminds you of all of your flaws, mistakes, and rejections just before you walk inside. How many of you have experienced any of these things before? So let me tell you a personal story. I remember once trying to give up chocolate fudge cake. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but for those of you who know me well, you know that I have a massive sweet tooth and I absolutely love chocolate cake. So this was already gonna be difficult. But now, as soon as I'd made that commitment, every time I walked past a bakery or a cake shop, I literally felt like that cake was staring at me and there was a voice in my head that said, buy me now, eat me. 
I mean, I know I sound psycho right now, but it's true, right? We have that feeling as soon as you make that commitment to yourself that you're gonna have a healthy diet, you're going to start working out, whatever it may be, we're triggered almost in the opposite direction by our own mind. How does that happen? Why does it happen? And how do we overcome it is what I wanna share with you today. To explain this, we first have to understand the difference between the monkey mind, which we're talking about right now, and the monk mind. So the monkey mind is always jumping from branch to branch. It's always looking for the next pleasure or that instant gratification. It's always looking for the short-term win. It's the part of us that complains, compares and criticizes. But the monk mind, the monk mind is focused on the root of the issue. The monk mind is focused on discipline and long-term gain. Instead of being comparing, complaining and criticizing, the monk mind is calm, composed, collaborative, caring and compassionate. So if we want to make that transformation and that switch, we have to understand how the mind works. And I'm going to show you how the Bhagavad Gita talks about this conversation that we all experience in our minds between the mind and the intelligence. Now, how many times have you ever woke up in the morning and had that conversation in your head? There's one voice that says, go back to sleep. You've had a really tough week. You've been working so hard. And there's another voice that says, this is gonna be the start of a great week. You've had enough rest. Now's the time to get up and you're gonna perform at the highest level. This is a conversation between the mind and the intelligence. The mind is the monkey mind. The intelligence is the monk mind. The monkey mind just wants to sleep, be lazy, lethargic, and not focus on getting proper rest. You probably were forced by that monkey mind to stay up the night before and watch a show till 2 a.m. anyway. The monk mind wants you to have a proactive start to the day, proactive start to the week. So here's what's happening. We have five senses, sight, smell, touch, taste and hearing. Now, all of these have different triggers. So if we think about food, you see good food, right? Or let's say you see junk food, you smell that junk food, you know what that junk food tastes like. You don't hear junk food, I don't think anyway. And as soon as that happens, there's a response that goes straight to your mind. Now, what happens in your mind, and as you can see, this is a very accurate drawing of what your mind really looks like inside. But this area of your mind it reminds you of your past experiences you've had. So when you see those fries, you smell those fries, you see those fries, you touch those fries, it sends a response to your mind. Your mind knows what those fries taste like. It remembers the last time you had them and how good they felt and straight away goes, yeah, let's have them. And so the mind goes, sure, let's go and plan and create. And now we have those. Now we start to eat that. And that is a recurring habit and cycle in our life. It happens from everything from food that's bad for us to toxic relationships through to making bad career decisions. The simple act of reminding ourselves of a positive experience with someone or something allows us to continue that repetition. But now we all know this. We all know that discipline is a core pillar in success. We all know that being able to resist the urges of the mind can help us be more focused. We all don't want to just be carried away procrastinating and overthinking all day. We also don't wanna live in a place where we just keep feeding our bodies and minds with stuff that's not good for it. I know that you feel that, I know that's why you're here. And so there's one key thing that makes a difference. Now give me a moment while I draw this for you. It's pretty much a work of art, so I need some privacy just to get this right. So now, as you can see, the guard is the monk mind, the intelligence, 
the monk mind that stands in between the senses and the mind. So now, for most of us, our monk mind is asleep. Our God is absolutely asleep or has been lazy for a while and therefore we've been in this recurring pattern. But this now creates a new conversation. So now every time there's something that you see that you want or smell or touch or taste or hear, it first goes to the God. And the God may say, well, by the way, you just made a commitment last week that you wanna stay off eating sugar. You just made a commitment last week that you were gonna work out three days a week, right? I'm gonna make sure that you stick to that. So even though your eyes are saying that bed looks more comfy than that bench press, we are gonna go back. And now it stops you from having that direct conversation with your mind, which is always looking for that monkey mind and the easy way out. So you've now added a level of conversation that's stronger, but you're like, but Jay, I mean, you know, is that willpower? Is that internal strength? Where does that God, where does that monk mind come from? So the monk mind comes from the following principle. So the way we strengthen the monk mind and the God inside our minds so that we don't just give in to the temptations and the urges of the mind is through the four R's format. So these four R's have to be done in order and when they're executed effectively, you will know that your God and your monk mind is getting stronger. The first R is reason you need a really powerful reason for why you're making this new change in your life. If you don't have a deep, profound reason in your life, it will be really, really difficult. I'll give you an example. If someone says that they want to quit drinking alcohol just because they want to do it, it's different from someone saying, I want to quit drinking alcohol because I want to save my family. I want to keep my family together. And this habit is ruining our interactions. And so I really want to kick this habit. Notice the difference in reason, right? Even if we want to learn something, it's like, oh, I want to learn to play an instrument. Why? Oh, just because I feel like it. Or I want to learn to play an instrument because I want to propose by playing the piano. Notice the depth of reason. Reason is the first R that's needed to strengthen the God and it's almost like the God building its foundation. So the monk mind is based on creating a strong sense of reason. Now, what I want you to do is choose that one thing you're trying to change in your life right now. And I want you to ask yourself, what's your real reason for wanting to change it? What is your deep reason for wanting to change it? Now, our reasons can also be negative or positive. A negative reason can be revenge or a negative reason can be getting our own back or showing people, right? It's kind of like that look at me now kind of feeling. And we know that in the long term that won't satisfy us because again, we're seeking validation from someone feeling differently about us. But our reason being for people that we love, our reason being for ourselves, our reason being a really heartfelt, deep internal belief that if we don't change this, it's not going to be good for us or the people we love. And so the first R is having a really strong reason. So I'm just going to write that down. So reason, putting a check next to reason. The second R that we need in our life is research. Your reason is given more ammunition and depth through good research. What I mean by that is you may pick up the phone to a coach. You may speak to someone who's already mastered that habit. You may focus on reading about books and watching documentaries and listen to podcasts about that subject. The more you absorb information, 
the more likely you are to create transformation. Remember that. The more you absorb information, the more you're likely to create transformation because now you have so much research that is consistently convincing the guard to help convince the senses. Every time you want something or see something or chase something, the guard can say, but do you remember when we read that study? Do you remember when we watched that documentary? Do you remember when you spoke to that coach? And all of a sudden you have so much more reasoning power when you research. So the second step is research and the best way are books, podcasts and people, right? Books, podcasts and people are the best forms of research. When you want to create a habit change in your life, make sure that what you listen to, what you read and what you speak about is about the subject you're trying to grow in. When you immerse yourself in that way, you will see maximum impact in your life. So the second R is research. The third R is repetition. Repetition. If we don't consistently make this a priority in our life, it's just not going to happen. We have to repeat that action. So we have to prioritize around it. And this is something I say often, right? If you really want to make something a priority in your life, it has to be a small step and a big priority. Often what we try and do is we try and change every area of our life and then naturally nothing changes. But the better thing to do is choose one area and make it your top priority. So if you wanna start going to the gym, make that the one big thing you're going to achieve that day and set a time that you can actually make it. Don't set it at an awkward time. I know someone who literally used to struggle working out. So instead of that, what she would do is when she would roll off the bed, she would have her yoga mat and all of her gym equipment laid out right near her bed so she had no excuse. Right, it was the first thing she saw in the morning and so she could naturally start exercising straight away. That also is true for not triggering the senses. Right? Repetition also includes, if you're trying to stay off sugar, if you just don't have any sugar items in your closet or in your cupboard or in the fridge, then there's no chance that you're going to have it. So you can actually save yourself by removing it from the trigger of the senses. So that is repetition. The fourth R is responsibility, right? You want to be able to do this with someone. You want to feel like you're growing with someone. That's why having a tribe or a community or a group of people that are trying to aim for the same thing means you're more likely to get there. You know, if you're trying to start a new habit like cycling more, if you're cycling with a group of people, now guess what? You're not just relying on your motivation, you're relying on 10 other people to motivate you as well. If you're going to the gym with a friend, responsibility and accountability makes you more likely to get to your destination. And there's a fifth hour actually that I just thought of and it's called reward. You wanna make sure that in any habit change there is some reward and a reward is making sure you recognize what amazing growth you're making. That you're taking a moment to see, look how far I've come. Because our mind again tricks us and always goes, look how far you have to go. It's really important that you remind yourself of how far you've come, how much you've grown, the difference you've made. So the fifth and final R is reward. So that's the five R technique that I wanted to share with you today to strengthen the monk mind so that you don't allow your monkey mind to run a chaotic situation and system in your head over here. If you want to dive deeper into these topics with me, learn more about how they actually work, the science behind them and the strategies to overcome them, then please go and grab a copy of my book, Think Like a Monk, where I dive deeply into the mind, how it works and how we can make it our best friend. 
And that was Jay Shetty. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. The entire video is on YouTube. It's called How to Break Your Bad Habits Today by Jay Shetty. Highly, highly recommend his podcast, his book. Go get it. I would highly, highly appreciate if you could share today's episode, if you enjoyed it on social media with a friend, with your neighbor, if you want to. And come say hi on Instagram, Axel Shura. I'm excited for the next episode. Have a beautiful day. Until next time, my friends. Yeah.